My mind doesn't like get blown very easily. It's kind of like fixed in place most of the time. They've been in business for seven years and they still don't know what they're doing. I guess the podcast seemed natural. Here's Founder Quest. What's today? March 20th? It says March 20th for the next two months. So the free the freeze as a solution to the economic crisis. Just pause everything yeah. until until it blows over. Yeah. Where that falls down is that that like you wouldn't have to pay your mortgage and all that. It's mm-hmm. like you wouldn't be able to evict people, but then also like you wouldn't get paid and you still have to eat. So I don't know. Well, but maybe that's where the tax like have have the tax a- stimulus comes in. We just, you know, future taxpayers can can pay for that. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I was thinking like an amazing potluck. <laughs> it's just what you want yeah. like in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. I like the idea of, of changing our whole calendar system for the pandemic. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that wouldn't you cause know, any trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's forget Gregorian, forget Julian. Let's just build a new one. I like it. <laughs> the COVID? The COVID. The COVID. <laughs> I think it was Kodak. Yeah, I like Kodak built their own calendar and uh, mm. for the greater part of the 20th century actually ran by it. It's pretty sweet, actually. Are you serious? We should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should switch to that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, that's so I mean, I don't really think I'm ever going to be like founder of Kodak Rich. I don't honestly want to be. But like if I was like, that's the kind of shit I'd like to pull. It's like, <laughs> it's like OK, guys, I invented a new calendar. You'll have to do it just because it's money, you know? <laughs> Cause I've got it. So <laughs> here's my calendar. Um, yeah. top, you know? <laughs> so I should probably clue in our listeners, given the current like crazy state of the world with everything literally being on fire and I'm expecting aliens to come next week and, and like blow up the white house or something. We're sort of just going to be winging it for the next few weeks until things stabilize a little bit, because it feels kind of weird to come on. And in the midst of all this stuff, you like, all right, so we're going to do VC versus bootstrap. Go. And it's like, who even knows like, if like, VCs will exist in, in, in two months? <laughs> they might just, they might all be wiped out by the virus. Like, you don't know. <laughs> it's possible. I was going to say, like, I don't know about the aliens, though, because I think the aliens are probably also self-isolating right now. I don't know if they'd want to actually come here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's um, kind of like a spaceship. Maybe, maybe that's why like, that. I wish maybe I had a spaceship for my my self isolation. <laughs> maybe that's why the aliens haven't haven't actually arrived because they've been just self self isolating this entire time, like the entire history of Earth. This is hitting us late, so that's why we haven't seen them. Yeah, they're all like humanity is a virus. <laughs> so the th- one thing I was thinking about in the past uh, couple of podcasts we've done is like we go, we come on and we do a podcast. And we're like, oh, yeah, this is the state of the world. And then, like, we come in a week later and everything's completely changed. We're lagging. Yeah, we're lagging by a week. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, we're lagging by a week. This is interesting to me to think about because, like, last week I was was saying, well, you know, maybe we might be, you know, like, my daughter's daycare might be shutting down something, whatever. Then by Sunday, like, like, my wife and I were both like, we're pulling that girl out. She's not staying there anymore. And then hour after, like we emailed them, they're like, we're closing anyway. Sorry. (laughs) And now basically like we're like in our tiny little like Seattle, like city house. We've got two people working from home or trying to, we've got my four-year-old daughters at home. And like, I've been working on this backyard shed for a long time, or it's it's an office. It's it's a daycare now. Backyard office. Yeah. I spent... (laughs) 
most of yesterday, like picking up the razor blades off the floor, literally <laughs> use a lot of razor blades in construction. Like who knew? <laughs> and like vacuuming up all the like carcinogenic dust and everything to make it into like a big playroom because it's like our living room is getting a little, a little tight. Star, even, even if you did none of those things, it sounds like it was still a safer environment than the daycare. Josh, that reminds me of the movie Daddy Daycare. Uh, you know, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen that one. You still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. I know we've talked about it before. You have to see we, uh, it. It's, it's hilarious. All right. Well, maybe we'll take that's, this that's opportunity. Not that it's not a Tuma one, is it? <laughs> no, no. That's a kindergarten cop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Similar yeah. premise. It sounds like a similar premise. Uh, it sounds like a direct ripoff, actually. So <laughs> Daddy Daycare, basic, basic plot line is two executives get laid off and they can't uh, deal with their... <laughs> their kids and they start a daddy daycare and uh, hilarious like hilariousness ensues classic classic Hilarity thing to ensues. Do. yeah 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 <laughs> we gotta we gotta like corporatize this <laughs> this stay home thing can you imagine what honey badger daycare would look like absolute awesome, chaos actually but yeah exactly yeah. i think you just put in some padding on the walls and you let the kids go crazy but you know, back to um, to the VCs, like I, I read, I was reading the other day, just because I've been doing a little uh, trying to keep up on like the state of the state of that world where people's minds are at. And there are there are at least a few people talking about VCs investing in some in some sectors still, especially sectors that are uh, the few that are still potentially seeing an increase as a result of this, like health, obviously, and in uh, remote, like remote work and stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out how we can like make a SaaS that is like hand sanitizer. Yeah. It's like you pay a monthly fee and then you go on the website and then your hands are, are sanitized. That would be an invention. We are going to be making some hand sanitizer here pretty soon. I've got a surplus of supplies, let's just say. I think Oh wow. <laughs> I think we're gonna be are you sure you want to be announcing that on the <laughs> on, like to the public job? Well, I I'm pretty sure that I have I have like enough to like like share with with everyone in the neighborhood so i might we might have to go like door to door and i thought like it's not only is it a nice thing to do but it also might actually like help improve the neighborhood's <laughs> odds of like st <laughs> staying staying healthy so it's like you know it, it's a little bit of a it's it's also a bit of a selfish gift <laughs> that's funny you know it's like in like 50 years there's going to be some grad student <laughs> who's like pouring over all the data to try and like come to some like trying to figure out some thesis for their you know their um, post their doctoral degree or something and they're gonna be like huh like this one little cluster of houses survived <laughs> yeah like i wonder what's the story there and the story is a hero <laughs> with some rubbing alcohol exactly 99.8 percent rubbing alcohol oh my gosh <laughs> so speaking of things dying and surviving i'm wondering what's going to happen with colleges because you know, my older son's in college and they've their next quarter is going to be online they, they announced that this past week uh so yeah. he's you know not going back to campus for the next quarter but longer term like if this goes on for several months uh, into next year let's say like some people are theorizing that it will does the perception of the value of a college education finally change right i mean people have been talking about this for a long time like mm -hmm. you know ha have we reached the point where it's just not worth it you know to spend ridiculous amounts of money to send a kid off to college right 
And now that, you know, colleges in the US are like, well, let's just do it all online. People are like, okay, why am I even paying you? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. um, the college is like, well, uh, we're still providing quality education. It's like, it's a Zoom meeting, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how that plays out. There seems to be like there would be more competition for online education if the colleges are forced to compete purely with the online model. Although, of course, you know, they still, they still have the, the upside of like actually like an accredited degree. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like the other thing is it could, it could just like, it could encourage more of the online. Maybe they, the online thing will stick in some places more than it is now. And personally, I think it would be, it's cool. Like the more asynchronous it can be in my, like, in my opinion, the easier it becomes for people who like, like aren't full-time students to, you know, if they say you want to get a degree or maybe you want to get a second degree or whatever, like it makes it a lot easier if you can basically do it whenever, like work it into your schedule. I think that's pretty cool. I wonder if like, I'm going to guess that like, if anything, like pandemic world is going to make the value like of a college degree be perceived as higher because I bet you most of the people who are working from home are college educated or, you know, have some college and most of the people who are having to go out into the world and who are really stressed out about that probably aren't. So I don't know. It's like people are going to be like, like having to fight each other for those like, like shitty office jobs that you can do remotely. At least. <laughs> yeah. And then on, on the flip side, so my, my younger son's in high school and, you know, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of the school year, basically. But at this point, you know, the teachers are saying, well, you know, here's some stuff that you could do, but it's really just enrichment because, you know, for the sake of equality, they can't be handing out assignments and grading them because not every student in the school or in the district has access to good internet or has the computing resources at home that they would need to be able to actually attend lectures or even mm-hmm. complete assignments. And so basically the school is done for the year. I mean, it really, it's not, it's not coming back before the summer. So at that point, it's like, okay, so what do we do for public schooling, right? Because if you want to be equitable and make sure everyone has access, well, then maybe you, we finally have to treat internet access as a public utility because frankly, everybody needs it, you know, to get yeah. an education. So yeah, it could be a lot of interesting results that come out of, out of this particular event. Now that everyone is on the internet at the same time, like I could see, I mean, I'm already starting to see the effects. I think we all are of things getting overloaded. Like the three of us on video right now are kind of jumping around the screen erratically. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to spend another podcast episode complaining about Comcast? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, our our internet's, yeah, I mean, like the internet's finest. We're just jumping around erratically. Like we, (laughs) Remember to tell your children about the times before so that the memory of them will last, (laughs) will linger on, you know, beyond us. So like uh, my internet has been... It has been disconnecting um, a little like here and there. And I've been using my like my LTE tethering as a backup. But yesterday, my uh, LTE was kind of getting spotty. And, and then my um, we have a, like a, an alarm system in our house that has a cellular transmitter to like notify our, the, the alarm company. And that thing started like going off because it has an alarm when it disconnects. So the transmitter on that was having... LTE issues. So I called my, the mm-hmm. company. They said that they blamed it on the 5G rollout. So apparently, my, <laughs> apparently the tower is experiencing 
5G growing pains because they're diverting like 3G resources to 5G, apparently. That poor tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers for that tower. Right. So I don't know what it is, but that's another data point that, uh, you know, either 5G or everyone like tethering on their phones is causing some, uh, some issues. It did yeah. seem to be signal related. It, did, it wasn't like a bandwidth issue. Like I think the signal was actually like getting weaker. That's because that's because Joe was standing in front of the dish while he's putting up. <laughs> right. In. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's really OK. So I don't know anything about cellular networks. Right. But I find it as a te technical person, like a little <laughs> a little difficult to believe that doing adding a new service to a tower should degrade the old service. Like, yeah. you, you think they have protocols for making sure they don't degrade their existing service when they're trying new stuff. You know, I think so, I mean, yeah, I would assume they, they would. They would. I don't yeah. know either. I've read a little bit about cellular you know, how cellular networks work. And I have not read that they like, they like take the, I, I've, I've heard they like add, it's usually like they're adding equipment to the tower versus like right. repurposing right. old equipment. That's why these towers like start out with like one little antenna on them or whatever and end up looking like, I don't, you know, I don't know, like, like something from Star like Wars. Like a pincushion or yeah, like a, yeah, like Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> and then they have to make them look like, like trees so that we don't all realize the, uh, the society that we're living in <laughs> like if you just took star wars and like just made everything look like like a tree or like something natural just like put you know like <laughs> just just <laughs> just disguise it all like would we, like maybe that's what we maybe that's what we have now we don't know <laughs> i could just imagine like like han solo flying around in a ship looks like a pancake <laughs> yeah <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know. Drinking, like, drinking some kombucha. All that stuff looks tacky. <laughs> the emperor likes his vistas. <laughs> he likes his nature. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know what the modern equivalent of the Death Star would be. I don't know about you two, but I have definitely noticed my performance this week has definitely taken a hit. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I'm just, you know, it, even like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying like people who have been working from home for a long time, like we have telling people who are new to working from home, like, this is not normal. Like, if you don't like this, like, don't freak out because this is yeah. crazy, like for all of us. Oh, yeah. And uh, that is totally true. Like, you, you would think, like, I'm, I'm kind of used to the idea of checking the news on a regular basis and still getting work done. But like, this is just, you know, taking it past any kind yeah. of normal. See, yeah, I mean, like, who would have thought like society collapsing could distract you a little bit? I know, right? Like the complete like dissolution of the world in which we live in. Like who would have thought like who would have thought that would like have any effect? Right? I normally try not to check the news. I read the news on the weekends. Like I try to like stick to more of a like a, a slower news cycle. But lately, I mean, like I've been checking it like way too much. And but oh, yeah. but I've been like I'm going a little easier easier on myself because this is like a historical time. Like this is not normal times, and it's all so interesting. Like. Everything that is happening is interesting as well as terrifying, but it seems like, I mean, it's not, I'll give myself a little leeway right now, like to kind of experience, you know, experience, yeah, I'll point. look, I'll look back on it and I don't want to look back on it and realize that I, I just like went through it, not paying attention, you yeah. know? Yeah. I like that. I, ha I have a friend of mine from church. She's a, a teacher. She teaches second grade and one of the enrichment assignments that she sent out to her class, to her students, was for them to journal about their experiences during this time. Yeah. She said, because talking to her students, she said, you are going to be a primary source for a historian 
50 or 100 years from now, or even, even your own grandkids are going to be looking back at this time saying, what was it like for grandma? You know, what was it like for grandpa to live through this? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an excellent suggestion. Like to, I, I like to journal, but uh, I hadn't thought of like documenting the kinds of firsthand experiences that we're you know, going through right now so that my grandkids could be like, oh, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was thinking about that. Thinking about that too uh, this morning, actually, I might, I might do a little, do a little writing. And actually, I started a like a physical journal around the first of the year, in addition to like my you know, notes app and stuff. Like I can imagine, like in in fifty years or whatever, these like kids sitting around the fire with these old journals, being like, "Oh, like Grandma keeps talking about like she's really into like." The craft of mining or something. It's like, it's like, did they, they still use that word fortnight back then to mean like two weeks. That's weird. I thought that was like, uh, you know, that was something from like a hundred years ago. They spelled it funny, huh? It's just, like, how can you have fortnight all weekend? <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense. We totally need to release a game called furlong. <laughs> yeah, what would that one be about? I don't know. But yeah. like, you know, you know, that, that a really long fur, piece of fur, you know, the furlongs for Fortnite, right? Yeah, yeah. So we definitely need a furlong to go with our Fortnite. Oh, right? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I've never played Fortnite. I don't, I just know that like the kids were obsessed with it last year and I'm kind of assuming that they're, they're not obsessed with it anymore. I don't There's, know. It's, it's still pretty big. Speaking it's of obsessive games, big. you know what today is aside from uh, being what? March Doom? 20th. It's not Doom. No, Doom came out. Doom, really Doom already came out. Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing. Yeah, okay. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Today's yeah. Animal Crossing day. <laughs> Awesome. You're pretty stoked about that. I yeah, can see I got that. my. <laughs> oh yeah, I got my switch. It was my birthday a few days ago. I I asked everybody, you know, everybody's like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I was just like, "Nintendo gifts cards," because I don't want any of that. I don't want things from from the outside world entering my house right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna set that up maybe tonight and and play some some Animal Crossing. That's sweet. I might like, I might play what some. What a perfect Doom. game to be released like at this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying the same thing about Doom. I might, I, I've, been, I've been on the fence of picking that up, but that's, a, that's always a good time. Is that there only, a new Doom coming yeah, out? Yeah, there is. It already is. It already is. Oh, out, I yeah. I'm sorry. I, I haven't been paying attention. That's, that's a nice contrast and options there. You can go with yeah. Doom or you can go with Animal like, Crossing. What type of person are you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I actually don't mind these, these like Zoom lag, the, the, the lagging and like the, the Zoom mm-hmm. calls because like my reflexes are already kind of on a one second lag so things like doom just don't really i'm just not very very competitive at mm, them yeah you know and i thought i was when i was in college because i was on a good college internet connection and that was back when everybody <laughs> had like 28.8 dial-up modems i was like man i'm really good at this yeah but i just had a really fast connection compared with everybody yeah i learned my mistake you were like those uh those stock traders that are like on the new york stock exchange fiber yeah, yeah, exactly. I should have <laughs> like like why was I gosh, doing I'm so that much instead? so much better than everyone. Look at all money. this cash that is raining upon me. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> Speaking of the stocks, my stock pick from last week is up by one dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. yeah. Raking in the big bucks now. One dollar. <laughs> I hope you bought a million shares. <laughs> well, maybe a little less than a million. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not uh, I did not buy buy any stocks. Uh, I decided like stock picking is just not my cup of tea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my uh, boring long term yeah, Jack, Jack Bogle investment plan. 
And I think, yeah, what was it you were saying, Josh, like about the um, risk minimization or what was it? The regret, the regret uh, is it the regret? You like laid out this argument yeah. for why you weren't going to pick stocks. So the argument was actually, I wrote a blog post about this on my blog too, but the argument was that I'm like so risk averse that I'm never going to dump. I'm never going to spend like a, a substantial amount of money doing that. Ben and I were talking and we were like, well, you know, you can do it. It's, it's kind of just like, it's a hobby. It's like, you know, it's for fun. It's, it's almost like fantasy football or, you know, fantasy sports or something like, you know, you, you pick, you pick the companies that you think are going to do well. And then it's just kind of fun to watch it go up and down or whatever. But I realized like, I mean, if I do that and the stock does really well, I'm going to regret not dumping, not putting more money into it because I'm like, I'll be like, well, what could have been if I would have just taken a risk or whatever. But that is not like, that's not me. I was like, I'm actually going to regret acting rationally for me is like, just not to, you know, don't do that in the first place. So I decided that uh, I would have less regret if I just didn't do it. Yeah. And I remember the moment where I actually realized how the math worked on sort of individual stock trades mm. and sort of like how, like, suppose that you had some sort of magical knowledge that was like totally legal to use and not insider information at all but you had like figured out the code and you knew that the stock market or one particular stock was going to jump by 25 percent tomorrow yeah. right that would be like a incredible piece of knowledge right so it's like okay i'm gonna like invest all of my available money in this i'm gonna invest like a hundred grand in it and so then like the next morning you get a profit of 25 grand so it's like this you've had right. this great like once in a lifetime piece of knowledge and it got you 25 grand, right. which is, it's nice to have 25 grand, but it's also a but, felony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a and, felony. And it's, it's yeah. There, Cause there's the, like, there's no compounding, right? Like there's no, there's like the long-term part is what makes you the money. So yeah. And also like, you might be wrong. So right. And then, yeah, you, there's the risk. Yeah. It's still, it's still a gamble. I read an article today about, or not today, but this week about apparently there's a, on the dark net, which I think is that's my favorite. I net. think it's just Tor. There are uh, there are stock tips trading sites. So where like people in the financial industry can go and like share their insider trading tips or sell them, basically oh. sell them. Yeah, and there's some sort of peer to peer cryptographic <laughs> thing that makes them tell the truth, right? Well, it's I mean it's all it's very like it's a, a house of like whatever like house of mirrors or whatever type thing you know where everyone no one knows who anyone is and everyone's a cop yeah apparently the price the price of entry into one of them is uh one bitcoin which at the time was about like fifty five hundred dollars for an annual membership and you have to trade you have to share like i think it was like a couple like up to two like decent sources of information every year to uh to maintain your membership so yeah i don't know if you want to be a criminal it's a you know it might be a better subscription than the wall street journal i'm just just saying you know it's just there's proof that not, there's nothing new under the sun because that yeah. totally reminds me of the wares bbs's back in the day where you had to you had to upload download credit you had to upload some wares before you had enough credits to download other stuff so yeah. you had to like, prove your cred first Nice. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what it was called? What the, this one was called? If I recall, it was called Stocknet, which is, just, I mean, like, I love the names that they come up on, the, on these things. Like, it's always like the most, like, it just sounds like, that's, it sounds like something out of like Tron or something, right? Like, you know what their, what their tagline could be? Stocknet. Only slightly less evil than Skynet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the total Skynet thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the irony is that it was a dragnet all along. <laughs> right. 
I've got a hot <laughs> tip for you guys. Let's hear it. This is my stock investment tip, which, yeah, I've definitely researched this, but I'm just saying Eucerin lotion, right? Because <laughs> that, like, because of the hand, the dry hands, hands yes. as much as I have, like my hands get dry and I didn't think to, to like hoard that. Yeah. You know, everybody's hoarding this hand sanitizer. <laughs> what happens if you use hand sanitizer 20 times a day is you need some lotion. Yeah. So yeah. So we went out and bought that. My poor little daughter has like the back of her hands were all red and she doesn't like putting on lotion. So we um, got her some like magic socks yeah. that you put them on your hands while you sleep and they do a magic spell, which is called lotion um, <laughs> inside the socks. And that will, you know, that, that'll uh, fix them right up. But oh gosh, it's, it's just a dry, like chapped wasteland. See, I thought here. this would be good for you, Star, because like when you're finishing your, uh, your, your office, you don't need sandpaper. You can just use the back of your knuckles. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a great idea. I should, so I should do is, that. You got to, in these trying times, you have to, you have to get, you have to be resourceful. You have to make do. <laughs> you have to make do. Well, this is all very unfortunate circumstances and very, it's difficult for everyone. But, and also like, I am more busy than I've ever been in my life because like, we've got two people working from home and we've got my daughter here, but you know, like, one silver lining is that I've really actually gotten to spend some great time with my daughter, like in a way that I don't usually get to, like usually if we see her, like we're both together with her and, and that's cool, but I haven't gotten to spend like just like four hours a day one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with her before. And it's really neat. Like I'm sort of seeing a new side of her that I didn't really know was there. Like she is really into this idea now that we're like this family who's like all working together to, uh, you know, keep everybody happy to like keep each other happy <laughs> and, and try and like be kind to one another. And I don't know, it's just, it's just really great. Like she's really stepping up, mm -hmm. um, and you know, we're getting to have more fun with her. So, nice. you know, I'm, I'm maybe like once this is all over, maybe we can, or maybe I can like figure out a way to, to sort of, you know, keep that a little bit. Yeah, somehow. that's a good, it's a good opportunity for bonding. And, and it's, of course, as soon as I say that, she's like screaming, <laughs> no, I don't know if y'all heard that. <laughs> yeah. One. yeah. 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 That's, we should probably leave that one in. That's, oh, that's I mean like kids, old. kids stay in on bound requests. Well, I should probably better go pretty soon because um, we've got a, the, the office needs to be used by another, another video conferencer. Yeah, you're rotating. <laughs> got to rotate out. All right. Well, this has been Founder Quest. Um, this has been uh, a Pandemic Quest. <laughs> <laughs> pandemic Quest. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are a Ruby or Elixir developer interested in writing for us, um, we're still doing that, you know? Just shoot me an email. All the information about that is on our, like on our blog, go to our blog. There'll be a link in the top nav. Shoot me an email. And we'll catch you next week, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I think we were planning to, but you know, like, well, it's internet. It depends. I think we shouldn't make promises at this. It, yeah. Stage. Internet. If the internet allows, we'll be here. Yeah. If the internet exists, if the economy is still here, we need some uh, dramatic out music for our pandemic coverage. That would be I good. We should get some. Yeah. 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 And if it doesn't, you know, if, if everything's gone next week, I'll just sit around a fire Friday morning and just uh, pretend I'm talking with y'all. Burning your furniture. Playing Animal Crossing <laughs> with with your yeah. Switch, <laughs> with my like on my I've got one hour left of my UPS. I'm gonna play Animal Crossing. 
All right. Well, we'll check. Uh, see y'all later. Have a have a good one. And uh, yeah, uh, stay alive. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.